Leadership Matters, a podcast hosted by me, Steve Parker, a series that brings a fresh perspective to leadership motivation and how to succeed by talking to a diverse range of CEOs, business managers, and world-class talent. We also offer some personal tips to help you in your career. Each episode aims to provide a snapshot into the life and philosophy of some of Taiwan and the world's most successful leaders, and to find out more about why leadership matters. Super happy today to have T.A. Wu in the, in the studio with me. He's the director CTO of Springpool Glass, the largest glass recycling company in Taiwan. It recovers over 100,000 tons of waste glass annually every year. Think about that. It transforms it into valuable materials and circular. He's very big on circular economy, recycling and reusing and bringing the kind of the waste back into making it something useful for the planet. Yeah. His ultimate goal is to forge a unique industry for a green circular economy by converting limited resources into sustainable materials that can be continuously recycled. He was awarded the 2018 Taiwan Presidential Innovative Award and has been featured by the Discovery Channel for his innovative invention of green building material. He was also the inaugural winner of the Social Enterprise Award from the British Chamber of Commerce that I was involved in. Uh, he has a graduate degree from the University of Cambridge. Uh, he's a 2018 Eisenhower Innovation Fellowship. Uh, he started off at TSMC but quickly decided that his, uh, his future was in circular economy and has built Springpool Glass into something that is now an amazing place. Um, and anybody who has the chance, you should go and see it. T.A., welcome. Hello, everyone. I'm T.A. from Springpool Glass. When I think about you, there are two things I think about. I think about the fact every time I see you, you're, you're going somewhere to get new education. <laughs> you've, you studied at Cambridge, you've been to Harvard, you've been to a few different places, you've got the Eisenhower Fellowship, all these things. And then I also think about this idea of this circular economy stuff that you've been very much involved in. Yes. Let me just ask you first, for people who are out, where does the drive come from to do all of this stuff? Actually, the circular economy is my like, vision, also our company's vision. I think the key point is my family business is doing the glass recycling at first. So actually for me, when I was a kid, I went to the factory to do glass recycling and pick up different kind of like waste from like garbage and collect the glass. So actually for this experience, I got one thing very important is we need to do something effort, do some effort for our like planet. We cannot just do in a linear economy, which means we just get and buy and, and throw away. It will be a very big problem in the future because I see a lot of like garbage in our factory and we're doing the recycling. So for me, I think after that, I, I went to the college, I studied material science. I trying to do more about the circular economy, which means we're not just doing the recycling. We're trying to do make more value more value for the waste glass. So circular economy is not recycling. Recycling just part of. So if we didn't do very good like value add for the waste material, uh, it's more like the waste management instead of circular economy. So uh, as Steven said, uh, we're doing more like innovation from waste glass to like uh, beauty material. Even more, we make it to be a, like a, like ecosystem to build up the platform with artists, with the designers. We're trying to create more value for that. Is this a hard thing to push? The economy that I grew up in was really about growth and return. Yeah, you yeah. Know, always talking about what's, what's the bottom line, how much you're going to make and all this kind of stuff. Are you at a profitable stage now with this circular economy company or are you still pushing through these barriers? Mm. And how do you keep going? Actually, it's profitable. But I mean, 
for glass recycling is very different from other material. The key reason is the glass recycling is very low margin, super low margin. The reason is like the raw material for glass is silica sand. It's very cheap, unlike like metal or plastic from petrol. So it's quite different idea. But for us, this negative thing can be a very interesting thing, which means because it's low margin, I need to do more innovation for this material. So we start to do a lot of R and D, and we start to do more like ecosystem to co-work with different kind of like as I mentioned, artist, designer, or other brand manufacturer. So all things combined together, it become very special for Spring Pool. We're not just recycling, we're not just manufacturing, we're not just provide product, we're not just provide space. We provide everything about circular economy of glass. So that's a key reason for us. We're trying to do more innovation because of a low margin. So as Stephen, you said, actually it's profitable, but it's not perfect. We still need to do a lot of innovation for that. So let's talk about the design aspect of this because uh, let's talk about the, the renewable energy industry in Taiwan yeah, sure. is growing, right? But it's still seen as kind of a scientific thing, right? Yeah. It's very kind of focused on the engineering processes and stuff like this. What you're doing, and you just alluded to this in your in your statement, you're doing something that is cross, you know, you've got material science. Cross industry, right? Yeah. You've got design, you've got artists, you've got, you're trying to create a luxury product yep, out of something yep. that is, you know. So this whole branding process, I mean, how do you bring all of these people together with this kind of one, <laughs> the TA Wu vision of... Uh, yeah. Actually, in that TAO vision is our Spring Pool vision uh, because, uh, Stephen, as your question, you have how to align like project vision and like uh, company vision. But for us, it's all the same because we're trying to do more circular economy around the world. So for me, uh, we combine a lot of different kind of things. First, we're doing a really, really good recycling. For example, like before, 10 years ago, we didn't do a lot of like automation machine for recycling. It's labor pickup. But like 10 years ago, when I come back to Spring Pool, we put in a like AI selection, which means we use the optical sorting. So actually we increase the capacity for recycling over 10 times. So you're, you're telling me that AI yeah. is involved in recycling glass products? Yes, but the people didn't know that. But I, I can explain more that. Before, like the glass recycling is the people to look, oh, is flint glass, amber glass, or like uh, green glass. We do a labor pickup and to, to do a sorting. But nowadays it's different. We crush it to be a, like a small color, small part of the glass. And we use the like screen to monitor uh, which color is this? And we use the like high valve sorting, high valve like uh, to get more like energy uh, for the air, and we we can sorting and separate different kind of color or like properties. So it's quite important is we don't need to use the labor pickup anymore. So we can increase more like our capacity, and we can get better quality. So actually, for this kind of the process improvement, also important. But the people probably just see the final product. They see, wow, it's West glass. But actually, before that, it's a lot of effort for that. One of the things for people who are listening here, we can't show them a product of. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, what you're making is beautiful. I mean, they're yeah. really well designed. Like one of the things, and, and I've been in Taiwan for nearly 30 years now. Yeah. One of the things that people always say about Asia in general is that we don't do branding very well. Yeah. Now, I, I don't want to get into that discussion right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But you hear the concept waste product, yeah, recycled, yeah. And in the same hand, you're talking about design, art, luxury items. Have you had to struggle with this process at all in in converting something that you know, yeah, feels like it's coming from waste products, but giving it a branded image? Yeah, it, actually, for us, not at all. Which means, like, because our company begin with the glass recycling, so all of our process begin with the recycling material. So we need to improve more, like, uh, quality of the waste glass. So actually, the final product can compare to like virgin material, which means if you make recycling process very well, you can make the product very high end, which means glass material can be 100% recycled and infinity recycled, which means it will not be downgrade at all. Unlike plastic, probably each recycle you will get downgrade material, but glass will not. It's inorganic material. So that's why we focus on like glass recycling so much, which means we hope to make more and more value. Value means uh, probably it's money, probably it's cost, but we're trying to, to make more value for environment. So each step we put more idea inside, the glass recycling can be like higher like segment. So before you were doing the kind of high-end products and recycling, develop yeah. these processes to the point where you got now. I mean, your company, you said your father for mm. years. I mean, the company itself yeah, has come from, from... 1961, yeah. Right? Well, even before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you are so young, yeah. <laughs> but the, what was the product used, the recycled product used for before you set this kind of this new mission for spring pool glass? Okay, so uh, spring pool glass start from recycling, right? So we're trying to make this waste material to be a raw material. So it's quite important thing. But before that, we just collect from, like as I mentioned, from garbage, from like unsorting material. So it's very difficult and very smelly, to be honest. Like you can sink milk in the glass bottle and it broken. And after like sunshine, it will be, wow, you cannot imagine <laughs> at all. So the process is quite difficult. But after that, the margin is still very, very low, which means because you just make the uh, waste to be a raw material, it's first stage. And second stage, we're trying to make this material to be uh, like final product, which means we didn't put it inside yet, uh, design yet. We're just trying to make some like a uh, glass bottle or like very uh, ch- reasonable cheap uh, product to the market. So it's like 30 years ago we're doing that. But like in recent 10 years, because we improve our quality and we also trying to do like more like ecosystem, as my, I mentioned, we combine all of the brand and artists together so we can add more value to things. Okay. How important do you think is this value add to what you do? Uh, actually, if we don't do this value add thing, it will be a very big problem. The people will choose the virgin material one, which means virgin ma- material probably is cheaper than like a recycling material. So as I mentioned, it's quite key for, for glass recycling industry, which means unlike metal, probably you recycle is cheaper than raw material, virgin material. But for glass, actually it will be much higher. So you need to improve your like a process line to get lower, lower price. And another one is you need to create. So we can go the both way to 
to let people to use the recycling glass. Now, one of the things I've noticed about what you do is you actually run tours. I mean, you bring people in to have a look. You have uh, you have glass blowing. You have a design center. You have almost like a museum, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, kind of. Right, yeah. and you bring people in to show them what you're doing. How this is kind of something that kind of high end luxury products might do, right? Yeah. But people who have processes like you are a bit afraid to kind of put it out in the open. Why? What was that decision about? To so uh, the key factor of the circular economy is probably the people will not believe is everyone. The reason is if everyone have this consensus, everyone knows the recycling material is important, and actually it can change the industry. So actually, the start point is not from industry; it's from the like normal people, everyone. Which means like what the product you choose, you can make this industry help happen. So what I'm trying to do is let more people to understand the benefits of the circular economy. So for the glass material, it's very nice to demonstrate it. The reason is, as I mentioned, is infinity loop, infinity recycle, and will not be downgrade. So if we can make very high end or like pe- people likes product, actually it will be perfect. Which means the people can choose the circular economy product or like service. And it will drive the circular economy going. We've talked a lot about the circular economy stuff that you do. Yeah.、Um, if I could just kind of let's talk a little bit about you as a leader. Yeah, sure. I mean, you have a passion. Your company has a vision. Yeah. And this has come all the way back, going to as we say, you you know, when your father started the company, recycling, nineteen sixty one. How do you go about getting people? To be involved in your vision, your passion. Where do you find them, and how do you get them to kind of buy into this vision? I think、uh, the most important thing for like company or for your project, the most important thing is consistency, which means like、uh, what your vision should align your project's vision. Which means like for for us, as、uh, Stephen said, my father found sprinkled glass from nineteen sixty one. It's over like sixty years ago. At first, we just do recycling, only recycling. So it's in Taiwanese, we have one word is like "jugano tambuibo," which means like it's poor people to collect bato and change money, something like that. It's very, very like uh like a bottomless job. But nowadays, we co-work with a lot of brand like Starbucks or like very high end brand together. But we still do it. Doing the same thing, which means we're trying to do make our planet better, which means doing a circular economy. So one thing, consistency is very important. The key reason is if you didn't do consistent、uh, project in your company, actually people cannot follow you, which means they don't really know what you done. So for example, sometimes you can sell product to sell very nice, but it will be like firework, which means. Because you you don't have like the core vision for your company, so like Springpool, make an example. No matter what we sell or ma- no matter what service we provide, the one thing is we follow the circular economy. So where the passion come from? Actually,、uh, for me, because I think recently people knows the global warming, or you see a lot of like、uh, like climate change around the world. In our generation, we already know we cannot do linear economy anymore. We need to think about not just for yourself, for your company. You need to think one more thing: is you need to take care of like environment. You need to take care of society. 
So that's why like ESG becomes so popular recently. But in Springboard, we didn't mention ESG. The reason is it's our DNA in our company. What we done for every day is meaningful for environment. So that's a key reason. So we have the passion for it. You talked about ESG. You know, again, I, I mentioned before I'm older than you. I've seen phases, right? Yeah. You know, the award that you won uh, a few years ago, the Social Enterprise Award, which you won through the British Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, um, thank you, Stephen. You are. <laughs> I was very glad to meet you through that. It was yeah. fantastic. I mean, we're obviously, we're British alumni and we've known each other for a few yeah. years. Um, but I, there are different phases in this kind of world. You know, we had, we had kind of charity, then we had CSR became something. It became part of companies that have to have CSR programs. Yeah. Even now the word CSR is kind of not trendy anymore. People have yeah. moved on. They call Gen. it sustainability or whatever it is. And now that's gone kind of out of the way and people, companies are talking about ESG and yeah. reports. And recently in Taiwan, they've, uh, they've made it compulsory for companies to have ESG reports and stuff like that. So consultants are coming up and there's being a whole industry built around yeah. developing ESG. Um, you know, do you feel like this kind of, you know, circular economy or this thing will go out of fashion again? Or is it, I know that we need it, right? We need to have a circular economy. We need to be looking at the, how we can prevent global warming, how we can stop wasting so much resources. But I just worry about whether it's going to be a trend and then kind of disappear. What's your kind of take on? Yeah, I think the term or the name is not so important, to be honest, for me. No matter like uh, the next like fashion thing is, for example, before is CSR and change to sustainability and change it to circular economy and then ESG, right? It's change all the time. Maybe five years, 10 years, you will have a new term. But for Supreme Pool, it doesn't matter. Actually, the most important thing is not term, it's what you have done. So uh, no matter like next fashion thing is, I think uh, Supreme Pool will still follow this trend. The reason is in our DNA, that's a key reason. Actually, ESG probably a, a little bit like old fashioned now is next one is zero carbon. <laughs> next fashion thing. But as I mentioned, like circular economy things we need, still need to do. But for the spring pool, we will focus on our recycling and create more value for waste material. And we're trying to build up the whole ecosystem for like a circular economy. We're still doing that. The reason is what we done actually is good for us. So we still keep this, this path. So we will not just jump to another path because we're in Chamberlain yeah. How do you measure your success, right? I mean, obviously um, profit, right? You've got to make some money. You've got to sell some products, right? Yeah, sure. But how do, you, how do you include all of these DNA things you keep talking about? How do you yeah. include them in your measurement uh, of success? I, th I, I think I, I want to like explain one thing. Spring pool in, in Mandarin, in Chinese, called Chun Shi, which is my father's name. So spring pool... Glass when doing the recycling from the in the beginning, which means nowadays we recycle around like seventy percent of West glass in Taiwan. It's very high volume. So every day when we open the eyes, we need to to solve a lot of problem from like West glass. So just to clarify, do you mean you use recycle seventy percent of the recycled glass, or no, you no, recycle seventy no. percent of the total volume of glass produced? Total volume of glass. Oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah, but. But one thing is, because it's low, low margin, the people doesn't want to do it. So it's a key. So, so what we need to increase our share market, the reason is other people uh, don't want to do it. So, so it's a, a key reason for us when trying to improve more like a value for the West class is, as I mentioned before. So 
Nowadays, we're trying to do more and more ideas for like West class. So build up the ecosystem is important, and to do R and D is also important for us. So as I mentioned, how to define a success for us? Because what win down? First thing, we need to like make profit. If win cannot make profit, this company will not <laughs> no longer like alive. So so we need to make profit first, and after that. Win already success, which means what win done actually is for good for Earth, good for society, and good for like our, our governance, ESG, everything. So what I mean is, win the one thing is if win didn't change our core vision, core business, win what win make profit, win win already successful. Yeah. So I like I really like this idea. This is fantastic. the The idea of the if your core business doesn't hurt people, yeah, and if your core business is helping the world to be better, yeah, then you don't have to worry about ESG. Yeah, because sure. you're already doing it. Sure, sure, yeah. This is so simple. I just think I just I just want to yell this from the top of a building now, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know because a lot of and I'm not going to point fingers at companies or industries or whatever, but there is a lot of kind of you know we do this is very heavy on resources. And so we compensate. Yeah, that's right. right? That's by doing right. something else. Yeah. And I'm, I, you know, I'm a little bit kind of, sometimes I get confused by kind of like, uh, you know, carbon trading and stuff like this, you know, yeah. there's a bit of a mystery to that to me. Um, I'm not hundred percent convinced that it's the right way to do it, but at least it's highlighting an issue. Yeah. Right. But if your core industry is resource heavy, wasteful, then you have to do something else to make up for it. Yeah. You're saying make your industry itself. Yeah. Valuable, yeah. So actually, I'm not sure Stephen knows it or not. Which means, um, one thing you can think about: why we change a lot of a term from CSR, or from like sustainability or ESG or circular economy. Why the people mention this word? Because, like a lot of business didn't do that. So that's why we need to claim that I'm ESG company, right? So it's quite interesting, as Stephen mentioned. If we already done good for Earth or good for planet, why we need to address it? We don't need it. What we have done for that. So that's a key reasons for for Springpool to be successful. The reason is what we done already like good for the planet. So we can build our ecosystem. The people will believe our company, believe our business, believe our branding. So. So that's a key reason we can build up this very healthy ecosystem. How do you go about? I know that education is important to you. We've mentioned yeah. it. You know, I, as I said, yeah. I mean, you're always seem to be going somewhere to learn something, <laughs> uh, and I'm very impressed about you for that. Um, how do you go about making sure that your staff? I mean, you you yourself alluded to the fact that your industry started off as a kind of fairly low end industry, very yeah. labor intensive. Yes. Elevating the industry and elevating the people requires a bit of work, yeah. a bit of education as well, right? Yeah. Education is not everything, but it helps, right? It's good to learn. Yeah. As a company, how do you go about kind of, you know, educating your people, teaching them about the circular economy? I mean, I, I, you know, how many staff do you have? And, and, and do each of them really understand that you're a circular economy company doing this missionary work? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Stephen mentioned one important thing. Education is super important for me. I mean... As I mentioned, when I started my uh, undergrad, I studied material science. I and then I went to the UK, 
Cambridge to study the industrial management. And I went to Harvard to study like business management for owner and president. So it's like step by step. So each scope get higher, 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 like from material and to the industry and finally to a business. So it's step by step. But for the circular economy model, I really love this word because it includes economy. We cannot just talk about environment. We, ne- we cannot just talk about like, we need to do good for environment. We need to make profit for that. We need to make the economy happen. So why I like economy, circular economy, the key reason is I can explain to all of our staff, which means like I can explain to my uh, colleague, if you make this project profitable, and our core vision or our core competence is a circular economy, and it already be successful. So as I mentioned, it come back to what we, we mentioned before. If you can do something very like uh, value add for waste material and it can be profitable, and finally it, it already successful, yeah. So I've, I've said this a few times in this show, but I, I honestly believe that the future of business is socially conscious enterprise. Yes. I don't want to say social enterprise. That's a term, right? That's a, but a socially conscious enterprise. Yeah. My nature, as you say, will be doing good. If you're measuring your success only on how much money, then you just, you know, if it's just about the money, then you'll do whatever it is yeah. to get the money. Yeah. You'll cut corners, you'll do whatever, you'll waste resources because then you can make money today. But if your entire DNA, as you talk about it, is socially conscious, if you're doing something that is of value, yeah, then you're already there. You don't need to have. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, I just it's amazing. But come back to the education though. You talked about education for yourself. Yeah. How about your staff? I mean, how do you make sure that your staff and everybody in your company are one aligned with the vision, but also I know it's in the DNA of the company, but you still, you know, someone new comes in. How do you train them? How do you teach them? What do you do for the staff to build this vision into the... Stephen mentioned another important important thing is the human resource. Like uh, in Springpool, because at the beginning, we are very low margins industry, glass recycling. So it's very hard to attract like talent to come to our company. So uh, when I come back to Springboard Glass, I trying to do one thing is value add for our like uh, material, right? So we're doing a lot of R&D for building material and as I mentioned, build an ecosystem for like circular economy. And we start to make more and more interesting things. But one thing impacts me a lot, which means I study in the UK. Because in the UK, I think not just get knowledge from like college from Cambridge, for sure it's, it's perfect, and I, I have learned very, very much from, from Cambridge and my, my classmates. But one thing shocked me is, uh, is UK culture. So when I was graduate, actually I graduated at 800 years in Cambridge University. So it's, uh, it's long history and with a, uh, with a lot of culture things together, like Maple, I think Stephen know that, is a party after exam. So, for example, like when I go around or I just walk on the street, I can feel the culture thing impact me or like uh, attract me a lot of, uh, I can get a lot of new ideas. So when I come back to Taiwan, I really want to put more culture thing together. So actually we make up a new 
organization called uh, Chen Shi. It's like Springboard Glass Studio, and this studio not just for glass craft. It also combines like select shop, also combines the coffee shop, curation, exhibition, everything together in one building. And this uh, Chen Shi Glass Studio, for me, actually, I wanted to get more like young people. Young generation to come in to know more about like circular economy going and it can be attractive in because circular economy sounds like a little bit like theoretical thing is probably a little bit boring but when you make it happen and can let people to see it it will be quite different so for me it's a key reason is when trying to do more like more innovation for for the Chen's Glass Studio yeah so what do you think is next I mean clearly your company is on a great path. What do you think the economy in general? You mm. know how how is the wow? This is a big question. <laughs> I know it's no worries. Yeah, yeah but where, where do you think this is going to? You know, where do you think we're going to go next? I think the first thing is I want to make Springboard Glass still be successful for for a long time, which means the people can see Springboard for like fifty years, one hundred years to see. Wow, this company used the circular economy model and it still survive. That's a key reason. And if we can make make it to be a very successful to the all the people can see, probably other material industry will follow. Not follow, probably copy. If if this business model is very successful, and actually what we done can impact all of the material to go the circular economy way. And for me, my next stage or my next dream is I want to use like Springboard Glass model to be abroad. The reason is. Actually, for like our next stage, probably will be in the Japan. The reason is Japan doing very good for recycling. They doing very good glass manufacturing. They have very nice glass brand, but actually they didn't combine everything together, because probably culture or like conservative way, they just go recycling. Uh, they focus on recycling. Company will not evolve other thing. And if I focus on the glass manufacturing, I will not go to recycling or branding. So, like Springpool is quite unique around the world. The reason is from recycling to product to brand to like uh like curation space coffee shop. Actually, is is quite rare. I mean, it it will not be happen around the world sometimes. So so I I trying to to make this Springpool model to to be a board is my dream to let people to know. That's a business model like this, and this business model actually is based on the circular economy, which can help the world to be a better world. So it's a key reason for me is I I have a lot of passion. I wanted to impact more people to join the circular economy. I see a big future for Springpool Glass. I see you being global. I see you being you. bigger than Apple soon. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but I think it's really been. I've enjoyed so much talking to you, as I always do when I meet up. I mean, one of the few things I've heard from you today is really about be consistent in your vision. You know,、yeah. get this vision right from the word from the day one. Know、yeah. what you're doing, right? Yeah. Put it into your DNA. Don't be afraid of things like low margin businesses or whatever. It doesn't matter what the business is, right? Yeah. yeah. But if you're doing the right thing, continue and and you'll get growth. Success. If you've got the circular economy or the good non-wasteful approach to business,、yeah. then the minute you make profit, you're already doing good. Yes, yes, that's、right? key. This is just fantastic. I just love this concept. The core activities of a company should be beneficial to the world. Yeah. Right. We should think about this from a kind of a moral、uh, and resource 
perspective. Mm. Make yeah. sure that we're not wasting and we're not doing evil things. Education super important to you, clearly. Yeah. Uh, and you pass that on and you share that with your company and help people to grow and develop and understand what you do. This idea of the socially conscious enterprise, right? I, I coined that phrase, but, <laughs> but, but this is what you're doing. And this is what Springpool Glass is, a socially yeah. conscious enterprise. It's the future. It's just going to be the future. And I think people like you are leading this future. Thank you. Open yourself to the world to learn. Don't just keep yourself stuck where you are. Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned the, the kind of the Japanese model where maybe they're being a little bit conservative. Yeah. They're not looking out. Yeah. You've taken a, a local, low-margin business and turned it into a kind of a globally conscious, yeah. socially conscious enterprise, which is doing things, and you now have this vision to take that to the world. Yeah, yeah. And I know you're going to do it. Thank you. And, and Stephen, I, I want to add one more thing is, I think people know SDGs, uh, Sustainable Developed Goals. One item that people normally will ignore it is partnership. So the, security, the key of the security economy is partnership. You need to be open and you need to help each other to go the like, better way, which means like when trying to do a recycling, but we need to think about the benefit for the glass manufacturer. And we need to think about the benefit of our brands. We need to combine all things together. And this circular economy can be around. It's not just yourself. You need to take care and consider other people or other business together. It will be the key factor to make the circular economy happen. Work with people, don't work against them. It's been fascinating for me to learn a little bit about this circular economy stuff here. I, I've heard a couple of things I think that are pretty useful for people. And I just want to kind of summarize these for you now, if I yeah. could. What you tell me is that kind of it, you've built on the experience that you've had of years. You started off with a, something that you already do and you already know, recycling. Yeah. yeah. You've made it better. You've had a continual improvement process to try and make what you do better. Yeah. But it hasn't changed the vision of the company. The company has remained the same. It's just that you've improved and got better with what you do. The other thing I just, it's this idea of aligning a vision. And it's seem, it seems to me that what you have in your company, going back to your father's days, 1961, when they were started, was the vision has been consistent. Yeah. They got it right at the beginning. Yeah. And that seems to be a key point, I think, that a lot of uh, companies and maybe leaders miss. Yeah. They get it wrong in the beginning and they have to revise and come back and come back and come back. But think about what you really want when you're starting out. Yeah. See where you want to go to. Don't be afraid of new technology. Yeah. In fact, embrace new technology, right? Yeah, that's right. You've really gone for this. I mean, you've, you've changed your process, you've developed new processes, and you're going for this. The other thing for you is, is educate yourself, right? Yes. We alluded, we didn't really talk about it that much, but we, we alluded to your kind of your, you know, you've educated yourself in, uh, in, in the US, in the UK, in Taiwan, you've studied materials engineering, business, all sorts of different things. Yeah. The other thing I'm hearing from you is that surround yourself with people who can do things. Mm. artists, designers, creative people, business people, engineers, yeah. right? Bring the talent in yeah. to the company to help you get to your vision. Don't rely on, you know, you can't do it all yourself. Mm. You are right. You right. are right. And uh, the other thing I, I am hearing very clearly from you is this idea of circular economy. Mm. And it feels like this, this to me is kind of the future. We need to be looking after the planet. Yeah. We need to have processes that are 100%, you keep saying this word, infinite. Yeah. They need to be able to be, you know, we can't just have a product that is used, wasted, thrown away and built up. We need to have products that can go back into the system and be used again and again and again to have an infinite resource pack, if yeah. you like, to be able to yeah. do whatever we want. Yeah. 
Wow, very nice summary. Wow, even better than <laughs> I said. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tia, just before we finish up, is there anything you kind of like to share about people who who have a vision like you and are maybe looking at where they want to get to in a few years? What, what's the kind of you know? Is there something that is there a key point that people need to kind of hang on to to be able to? Yeah. I think the key point is passion. To be honest, like um, when you do something very meaningful, actually it can drive you to go somewhere you want. But if you don't have passion for some, no matter it's work or job, actually sometimes it will be failed because we know what you want to do. You will struggling and you will get a lot of difficulties. It must be, but when you have the passion, you can overcome it. I, I think it's very very key. What you done, you need to have a passion for it. Have a passion for what you do. That's a great place to finish up. Ta Wu, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. You can listen to this podcast live on the fourth Monday of every month on ICRT, and after that on the ICRT website, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Leadership Matters by Stephen Parker. You can also check out my social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Look for my tagline, Leader Matters. We'll see you next time. <laughs>